Howdy, everybody. Bob Tallman for No Spin Rodeo. No politics, no BS. Just hard-hitting news and rodeo commentary from two of the most trusted sources in our sport. Kendra Santos, Tommy Joe Lucia. Listen up. Here we go. Well, we made it. We made it to the end. Last day that we'll be right here by the really cool gold carpet, right by the big horse and big binion with the hat on and across from the Coronado and South Point. Again, we are welcome to episode 17, and we want to thank Ryan Growney and Mr. Gone for hosting us. And Kendra's pretty bright-eyed. Greg doesn't look like he feels great. Um, so that's kind of the... Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be done. Oh, I'm, I'm way ready to go home. I don't know. I have mixed feelings because part of me, uh, uh, if I had the chance to sit there every night of the rest of my life, I, I, I would I spend those two hours. I know you would do um, it. See, that's why you're, the, you're, you're a rodeo passion here. Uh, I love it, but I'm ready to go see my grandson. I'm ready to go home. So. I love home, home too, and I've got some wonderful, happy faces. Did you, there. How's the house construction coming? Are you gonna? Uh, did you turn all the water off and make sure that you don't go back to water? It has nothing time? to do with that. There was a pinhole leak in the wall, like from when we built the house twenty-five years ago. So there was nothing. Oh, there was nothing no water and nothing in it. And then my house is on the hill. No water. It wasn't because of a storm. It was just one of those things. And I. I don't know what I'm going to see. You know, I've been living in the nose of Lane's horse trailer, so we'll see what I see when I get home. But Lane and Jane have been busting their butts to, to get KK back in her house in time for Christmas. And Taylor's okay. coming home, so I'm super excited. So you're KK? I'm KK. I started out, before Asher could talk, as Grumps. That was my choice. thought it was a cool one. And he's converted it to Tumps now, which is, kind of fits my body style. So we're going to go with Tumps because I am, in his world, Tumps. Tumps and KK. Well, KK was my childhood nickname, and my uncles and my dad and my mom, everybody called me that, and it's short for Kendra K. And so I thought, you know, circle of life, let's just go on back. So cool. anyway. Well, Greg, you're a grandpa. What's yours? Bop, bop. Papa. Bop, bop. Bop, bop. Bop, bop. Oh, bop, bop. Yep. Kind of a blippy Papa crossover there. Exactly. How many of my our viewers know what Blippy is? Do you know what Blippy is? No. Okay, well, just check out my Facebook. I dress like him. It's Asher's favorite human. Oh. He's a quasi-weird guy, wears really weird clothes, but it's really kind of boy stuff that he does, so it's cool. But anyway, let's get, let's get, into, let's get into NFR round nine. You've got your day sheet. Here's This is what she, in case you're watching, this is it. <laughs> it's got everything on it. That's her notes. Um, I have I have sheets like this for every day, so I guess it would be, this is, no, tonight will be number 370, because this is, I started in 87. Do you keep them all? Uh, really? As Isn't my kids cool? can attest, I have every day sheets since 1987. That, now that's cool. <laughs> There's going to be a heck of a bonfire a when I die. That should be a book. <laughs> You should you just should just bind that. Bind it and sell it. As long as you know that uh, all your notes, you don't. No, want no, to. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I wouldn't want to have to screen them or you know censor them. But um, you know, one thing I'll say before we start talking about last night's radio is when I say like the stories come to me. This is a typical thing that that uh, Kendra moment um, 
that went on more than a moment last night. So, so the two people that I've, I've really just noticeably absent for me this year that I've, I've so missed watching have been Casey Field and Jade Corkill. And oh, I, Jade. you know, I, I, I texted Jade, Jade's grandpa, Pops, Bill Corkill, their patriarch. He passed away on Wednesday and we're all, you know, blowing and going on a doubleheader here at the NFR. But, you know, Jade, though, their family is very, very tight. And, you know, Pops and Bun Bun are, you know, I've, I've camped at their place before with my kids when we went to, to a rodeo, you know, back when my boys were of age. But um, he died. And, and for a family to lose their patriarch, that's big. And, and, you know, I have two 85-year-old parents, so, you know, every day is a gift. But um, so I text Jade, you know, I, I, I really miss seeing you. And not only did, you know, we talked about Pops for a little bit in our text exchange and, and how, you know, Jade, the things Pop taught him about life and the things that he now wants to pass on to his three sons and, and you know, the, the things that matter the most and perspective also about, you know, not being here. He's a 13-time, you know, NFR qualifier and one of the co-owners of the 3.3-second world record. Um, There's no conversation about healing goats without Jade Corkill's name mentioned. So out of this conversation comes, you know, I'm like, how are you doing not being here? And he said, you know, at first, right before the rodeo started, he said it was a little harder than I thought it might be. And now he's, he's like, I'm fine with it. And, and it may or may not, I'm guessing there's some perspective that comes with losing your patriarch about the big things in life. But here's the, you know, the smoker that comes out of this conversation is that Jade's not going to rodeo anymore. That, I'm, I'm like, what? what? You know, oh, really? He's that, done. That was not what I expected to come out of this conversation. And, and his feeling is, you know, he's had his fun and his oldest son, Colby, wants to do it. And he wants to be there like his parents for him to do everything under the sun to help him get there. And so he, he's his plan is not to show up at Odessa and Denver and San Antonio and Houston. Um, you know, never say never. I mean, you know, things do every once in a while change. But as of right now, he says he has total peace about about not burning up the roads that's anymore. cool that's cool if it's not your identity and you can't walk away and i think that's the case with casey now colby how old's he colby gosh i i, sh- I shouldn't say it my guess is he must be 12-ish just by his size but I, but i i i don't know exactly yeah. but he's coming on and like you know really cool is out of the blue everyone you know i i got a video of clay cooper everyone's hero amongst healers heading at a roping for Colby Corkell, you know, that's ah, the kind of stuff that's yeah. happening now. It's, it's circle of life rodeo family stuff, but it's, it's really, really cool. Anyway, that's, that's a big deal. So and did Casey give you, did you connect with Casey? A little bit. Casey is blowing and going with his next chapter. And if you don't think that Casey field, isn't going to be a super achiever um, in the next phase of business and life, He's he's applying all everything that he sent him to the top. You know, the, he's not going to be outworked, or he's not going to be outthought, and and he's putting that into some new ventures and going all in. And like he didn't show up out here to do some things he needed to do here until Saturday, the first Saturday, um, because he's got so much going on at home. So good for him, you know. Yeah, not fantastic. to mention his family, which means everything, just right. like Louis did to him. So, right. really cool. 
You want to just dive on into the rodeo in the third round win, 87 points for Rocker Steiner? Yeah. Again, I think uh, congratulations, Rocker. You can see that horse really fit him, right? It fit him. Um, but that was, I think, one of, in my opinion, one of his best rides on a horse that maybe he would have had trouble with a year ago. Um, even on the corner, and so congratulations to Rocker. Um, well, and remember, Ty Murray just said to me within this last few days, I, I have never in my life seen anyone work as hard at his craft as Rocker Steiner has at his. Never anyone ever. Really? That's pretty tall praise. I didn't remember you telling that is Well, tall I may or not have said it, but it did happen. And so, wow. and, you know, and you wouldn't it's not like, oh, he just lucked into this, you know, dynasty family and, you know, just showed up, you know, from his wakeboarding days and just scooted on over into the next arena. He worked his ass off. But that needs to be said. Yes. Because people's perception, right? of this package needs to know that that kid it's not by chance that he's right he's gone all in on his you know on his on his getting there so there's that and then uh, worthy of mention they 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 spotlighted something that's never happened before that happened here last year last night they they spotlighted butler's the butler family um and three generations stepped forward to to be recognized that last year here the first ever trifecta of bareback, saddle bronc, and bull of the finals. They swept it last year here, and that was recognized last night. And that, that was a cool moment with three generations of butlers out there in the arena. Um, so that was cool, you know, Benny being the assistant general manager here, right, the finals. Right, right. Um, That's cool. They're yeah. a legacy. That's a legacy group. For sure. That's still... That's still Shining and his, and I mean his son his sisters you know his grandpa his uncles it, it, yeah generations of all in rodeo people I still I still miss Kirsten and think that HV should have something here on the record here we go fair um, okay Cody Devers I I always say Devers the announcers are saying Devers I'm not sure it might be like Hedeman Hedeman um, but you know that guy he's at his second NFR here. And his first one was absolutely miserable because he had a torn pack and people were ripping him like, this guy can't bulldog, how did he get here? And he was so physically impaired that, it w I mean, it wasn't even fair. And so here he is. And he's kind of had a miserable, you know, first eight rounds. For him to win the round last night, 3-5, that was, that was uh, you know, Really, really cool. And, and he did make a horse change. We talk about horse changes and sort of like whatever it takes. And you get to the later going and, and he got on a horse they call Baby. And um, it, was, it was really heartwarming to see that for someone who's had pure hell here at the NFR 18 times in a row. Yeah. Well, and you kind of leapfrogged me. So I'm going to take a quick step back to the bareback riding to talk about the average and the world champion. So I kind of put notes here and I've got battle, meaning you've got guys on nine head, Jess Pope leading in the average with a 767, uh, Keenan Hayes with a 760 on nine, and Sonia with a 756 on nine. So when I, if you look at it, if one of these guys were to get thrown off, remember, one of these guys were to win a round, 
and the aggregate, that's a hundred grand. So you can look at these current dollars, and if everything worked right, guy guy ahead of you gets chunked. You win first. You then win the average. That's a hundred grand. That gives you the big buckle. It's fun when it's not a done deal going into the tenth round. It's sort of like you know this is why we play the game. Oh no, and it's it real just, in the yeah, bareback round. And the it makes it it just amps it up a little bit more to now, be fun. Jess does what Jess has done for nine times now. He goes out there and he's in the top three to five. <laughs> he's got it. But stub your toe. So we'll keep going. And then so then in the steer wrestling, <clears throat> you've got. Um, Payne with a 40.7 on nine. Brown with a 42 on nine. Guy with a 43.5 on nine. So if you look at the world standings, really, Dalton Massey has this to lose. Right. And Dalton was late last night, which, you know, I mean, this is his first finals, and he and he has bulldogged amazing. But, man, you know, the start got him last night. But, but Don Payne, you know, of course I sit with Oat, and... Don Payne has been solid as a rock, and he's riding Trevor Nelson's horse, Dr. Pepper, that blaze face horse, and his brother Grady is over there on the other side hazing for him, and that guy has been, here he is at his first finals, and, and he has just been on point. No major toe solid. stubbings. Solid. Absolutely. Solid. Yes. Solid. Absolutely. Yep. So, anything else on the steer wrestling before nope. we... Let's go rock? on into the uh, steer twisters. Okay, so. I, I just got a shout out. My friend, I call him Sharp Nose. In case you don't know, his name's Chuck Kite. Works for Servi. He's flanking. He thinks he's pretty cool. He's standing there with his thumbs in his pocket. Wisconsin boy. So good morning, Sharp Nose. Stuff's bucking. Not any help with the flank man there, but the stuff can evidently buck when you screw up. Good. Good. We'll see you in Denver, champ. We're going to need animals on the finale, so don't start whining now. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's get back in. <laughs> it's all good. Hello. Um, so, Begay and Todd, you know, the, the hammer's in their hand in the average. If they stop the clock tonight, they're the average champs. And those guys, for being the front runners, where all you have to do is catch now, they, you know, you can't rattle those guys, but um, they have gone for it to win something in, in you know night after night and make their trip worth it here too that's been well there's an interesting thing that happens correct me if i'm wrong but these guys are used to going for it and then you get told all you have to do is catch and we see this even on the different level at the world series right where all they got to do they're the number one callback they just got to make the same run that they make all the time and they can't do it because I think the problem is, and, and Begay and them won't do it, you can't step out of that I got to win mindset, right? I don't, I think, then you get in this limbo area. Well, what, what everyone has said, you know, forever here in that little building, to, to stay aggressive is your easiest, best, most consistent play because if you miss the barrier, that those buck and shoots come really fast and it's easy to panic. And so what those guys realize, I remember Cody Snow's telling this. He grew up in the, in the motorhome with Lane and Taylor and I quite a bit. But he, he said, you know, he was winning all these rounds. And, and by the way, he roped with Jade Corkill this year. Um, we miss seeing him here, too. But he said, you know, when you get a start here, your throw is right there, and it's easy. That's yeah. your easiest shot. Yeah. So Begay and Todd, they're, you know, wily veterans. 
straight off the out of the hills and that point is not lost on them but in the world championship race Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe they call him T Wade and he's he's him, him and that bay horse are renowned for turning him I mean turning really fast steers in this building and you know those guys 3-5 last night won another round and they are they took the lead in the world, right? And and so let me check. I thought T Wade and I need to check. That. I thought that was right. Anyway, um, the team repping race has has been nothing but you know fun. Tanner Tomlinson and Patrick Smith were three six last night of note. Um, after they set the NFR average record here last year, they you know they haven't had the finals you know that they were looking for this year, but. Three yeah. six was absolutely amazing. They are in the yeah, lead. They are now, but if you think about this, the gay and them are at one hundred eighty thousand. Um, the gay's at one hundred eighty thousand. Let's take him with Clint Summers at two twenty seven. Again, with that eighty thousand dollar first place average, you put eighty on top of the gay's one eighty. That puts him at two sixty, right? 360. No. 260. 260. So. Well, I haven't had the time to burn up a calculator, but those guys, their math is smoking in their brains. And and so, well, it seems I could, again, they, they, this is my first time to do a podcast and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. But it, it feels to me like if you give Begay 80 grand and he play, even if he doesn't place, I think they get the big buckle. It really depends on what Clinton Wesley do. So if they win, they win thirty grand in that round. Yeah, it could be close. It's up in the air. When it's all said and done here, it's it's so fun. Or right before, like the the tunnel those guys ride in and into every night is right outside the door, the back door of the NFR press room, which is the NFR press room is the UNLV practice basketball court down at the timed event end, and so you know. Fun is to step out there, and and these guys they they know to the penny if this this this, and they're back there watching on this tiny little monitor and adjusting their game plan for round ten. That's cool as it goes. Yes, and you know so, some of them are um, you know some of them are you can watch them. Luke Brown right now is thinking about that the money he he can win in the average, which you know he's been really tough. But like last night. And, and sitting, as I do every night this year, with his family, he's thinking about the average now. Stop the clock. He was six yep. last night. Yep. Intentionally, you know, he's not going to hickey a horn. He's not going to, you know, everything is like, hello. <laughs> um, so well, that's, that's what he's thinking. He's thinking about money. At some point when our podcast grows, Greg, we'll have a stats, statistician like they do at the NBC NFL that's just sitting there, and we won't have to. Like you, you need a pretty big spreadsheet here. Uh oh, <laughs> we got video bombed by. Hey, I got a question for you. I learned yesterday. Oh, talking to Flint Rasmussen. This now. is. Fl- Corinda, Kendra corrected me. O G, what does that stand for? It's something about the original. But gangster. Original gangster. gangster. See, I went with goat. Not he said correct. old goat. It's, the old, it's it's original gangster. Yes. Yeah. Original gangster. So hey, I just know OG. OG. <laughs> he said old goat. I said not, old goat. Not that that She's would like, fit. No, no, no. You're wrong. Old and grumpy. Yeah. I, don't know. I had to Google it. I'm not gonna lie. But anyway. Good to see you. 
Good to see you guys. It was an old goat. You guys go see, see him. Last show for him and Big Kurt. Head home. All right, here we go. So let's go move along to the to the bronc riding. Okay, so Zeke Thurston strikes again. That the the pace on what was he eighty eight and a half? Yeah, the pace and and on a Calgary Stampede horse, no less. Zeke being from Big Valley, Alberta, um, the pace of that ride was so cool to watch. You know, those guys. It's like there's that wasn't the coolest thing about that ride. Well, to me, though, the, you know, sometimes it's, you know, there's big lunges and, and the fact that those guys have to adjust to be the best dance partner with that horse to show it all off. In case you didn't notice, that Calgary horse stalled in the chutes. Oh, yeah. He gave her the Z drops. So remember, you've got to mark that horse out. You've got to have your feet up. He drops his feet down to the belly of the horse. Cowboys up. Gives him a cue to let's go. The horse busts out. He marks him out. That is cowboy ass right It was there. ranchy. And, that and, is real. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, he's got, I, I don't think you're going to, he is just there, right? Yeah. Now, of course, if he gets bucked off, he's got issues, but I just don't see that happening. Yeah. No. Yeah. He kind of has the hammer in his he, hand. He's um, cool. And he is, he's in the lead. Uh, okay. So after nine, so on the average, you got Zeke with 776 and a half on nine. Brody behind him was 771 on nine. And in the world standings, Zeke's at 370, 375 and Newman's at 344. So you want to sit in Zeke's seat right now. Yeah, but, I mean, and what did you say last night after this all happens again? Oh, I'm just drawing good horses and making good rides, you know, all in a day's work. So yeah, well, pretty cool. Um, he's He's... He's been a cut above, and and it's showing. He yeah, really has. Yeah. He's been really, really great. Um, the the there were a couple things. Um, Lefty Holman's horse fell fell on him, and then he took a re-ride and um, was eighty seven and yeah. a half. That was you know that was, that was pretty great. cool to watch. I'm sure he scuffed up those white boots, but um, that was cool. And Lane Green. Um, you know, he was 66 and a half, but, but that guy soared up in a big way. And, you know, kind of like Oren Larson, although Oren didn't it, look did as sore last him, night. It was like Oren, what did he go to rehab? Something. I mean, because he looked totally different. I know. You know, there's something here, and I don't know, but there's, there's something here that the Cowboys have been telling me that they have like two free passes to... Some place where you can get an IV. Yeah, that's that. They got it at Rodeo Rehab. You can buy. Okay, they'll come to your room for a fee. Okay, and put, so and hydrate you. But I I don't know what the new definition is. But the the buzz with the Cowboys is I got the Jesus shot, and I don't know exactly I, what that means right at, at this moment because in the past I've I've heard about that when Jake Barnes got the quote Jesus shot. I asked Tandy about it again. I have coffee with Tandy right before the rodeo every night in the press room. And, and when I asked him about that five years ago before Jake, well, he was hobbling around before he got his knee replaced. And Tandy, the definition at that time of the Jesus shot, he said, do not do it. It will wreck your liver. Hi, Billy. <laughs> Billy Upbauer. Um, so, so maybe there's a new definition, I'm hoping, because uh, what Tandy was saying was, you're not supposed to put anti-inflammatory medication into your bloodstream. So maybe there's a new 
safe version of, of calling it that, but I interesting heard, wording. This is the first time I heard about the Jesus shot t- called that way was Sage's dad. I saw Mr. Kimsey in the hall, and he's having some problems with his back. And if our barrel men, right, yeah, back NFR in the day. Barrel men. Yeah. And he said he was having some problems with his back. He said, well, I got the Jesus shot. It didn't do nothing for me. And so, I, you know, I, again, it'd be interesting. We'll have to research that. We'll have to find out what, what it is. Yeah, I'm hoping that there's it. a safer new modern-day version. Because I thought maybe it was the, you know, they can put the, the stuff in your joints that rehabs them now that they get from umbilical cords. Do you know what the stem t- cells? Yeah, the stem cell. I was thinking all along maybe it was that, but I don't know. The Cowboys have kind of explained it to me over time as sort of like a mainlining a horse with banamine. <laughs> banamine, maybe, you know, they just kind of feel, it you just kind of feel a little mute. bit better. <laughs> it was like a Jesus shot in the day. Yeah, I think banamine is for horses, but Cody Olmer may not have... Um, Applied it to humans. But anyway, well, I, okay. I did butte, and it works. Okay. So I don't know what that does to your liver, but but we'll we'll keep rolling. So, okay, Weston Hughes and Tuff Cooper won the tie down last night. They were both 7-1. Weston Hughes is a hustler. And I, and I heard Joe Beaver call him the Tasmanian devil, and that's a fair that, – and you know what I think is so cool about that kid is, like, even if he needs to use two loops – or his calf kicks, or whatever it is, he's ingrained that he is never going to stop hustling to move forward, like with everything. You will, you will never see him, you know, slow down, throw his head back, whatever. And even if he's 23.8 seconds, when he's done, I know. You know it's like I'm, fin- I'm going to finish hard. Absolutely. Yeah. And somehow, some way, that's in his mind. His mindset is never stop moving and hustling and trying your heart out. And and when when you get one that that will allow it, you're seven one. And and Tuff Cooper has been a lot of people feel like his old self here this week. And he had he had a hiccup a couple nights ago, had a no time. But well, I was watching Tuff's run, and while it was happening, I'm not even in my mind. I'm not even contemplating that he's going to win anything. I mean, it looked so smooth, and then the time pops up, and I'm like. That was so yeah. much faster yeah. than I, than I, I, so, I caught me off guard. And and just as when Ryder Wright and Kai Hamilton ride, I, my eyes, yeah, peripheral vision, I watch them, but my eyes stay on the back of that chute to watch Stetson jumping up and down like a crazy person. And when Tough Cooper ropes, I have I have eyes from where Oat and I sit on. Tiffany and and his mom Sherry and baby girl True Fashion Cooper, <laughs> who is aptly named and adorable, and I also, right kind of off to the left back behind the announcers, I also have eyes on Pops, who is you know Super Looper Roy Cooper, right. and and it's really cool for me to you know having seen Tuff grow up and the relationship with his dad, when <coughs> when things go right like they did last night. And when those two just make eye contact, it's really it's really special, right. you know. And, and Roy does not clap if it's not earned. And when to see him clap and just the joyous, you know, smile uh, on his face and and tough to just kind of look at him like pops, we did it, you know. That yeah. that was fun. Well, and so you've got in the average, Haven has got a 68.7 on nine head. He was seven and again, again last wow. night, by the way. Those guys, him and Riley are nails. Cause you, and it's those two. Riley 
right behind him with a 72. And we're talking about the average here on nine. That's that's a little bigger gap than I anticipated uh, between those two for the average. And then you look at the world standings and coming in here, coming in here, you, you, you almost had to bet on Riley all the way. And all of a sudden, I've got big notes battle. I mean, Haven and Riley, you know, you got Haven at 388K for the year, and you got Haven at 332. It is not even close to over. It's, it's cool. And Haven is, is just dialed in in his mind. Like, he, he is zero back down. Like, he, he's fearless on night after night after night. Remember, he was winning the average when he set a new NFR. What? Record at six four, and and here he's seven eight again last night, and and remember also Haven is one of the rare rarefied air few who in two thousand nineteen he's the college champ, he's the rookie of the year, and he wins his first gold buckle, you know as a rookie, and that doesn't happen to very many people. No, rephrase, not very many people are able to make that happen, and Joe Beaver's one of them, you know who who made that happen, but. Um, Haven is not one to crack, and he's not. I I I enjoyed um, Brittany and Garrett Tanazi and Haven and Shelby, his new world champion breakaway roper wife, or not a brand new wife, but brand new crown champion. Um, in 2021, Oat and I left here, and we were headed straight from here to Texas for the Cowtown Christmas Rodeo, and I am a iced tea freak so we stopped at mcdonald's which i love to to whip through and in mcdonald's leaving here in 2021 there's haven and shelby at mcdonald's you know wiped out no makeup just a dirty clothes give me a burger getting you know getting and they had both finished second in the world and i'm like (laughs) you guys that was a pretty good week and they're like we were were both second we but we we lost you know, was their attitude. They were eating McDonald's hamburgers because second was not first. And so it's, you know, now Shelby closed the deal and Haven's not going to get left in the tracks without trying. So it's, that's been super fun. Well, and I don't know the exact time that it will take how fast he has to be tonight to set an all-time record record yep. in yep. the average. Hanchi, I think, owns it and, and, Haven's all about it because he wants to place in the round and set that record and win the world. And so he's got his foot mashed to the floorboard. If you're not watching this battle between him and Riley, and Riley has done, again, we are watching these young guys mature in front of us. And, and I'm a Riley fan. I really am. I am too. I'm a, he's one of my favorite. And so I just like, it'll be nails tonight. Yes, absolutely. And, and Riley's is roped so smart this week too. And so, you know, more power to the both of them. Um, so we scoot to the barrel race. Fast. Cassie Mowry. Fast. Um, okay, so how fast? 13.37? Yeah, they were fast. 13.37. Yeah, the very last. Brittany goes very last and it's 13.68. So, oh. so we know that Brittany has it clinched. Yep. Um, and I'll also say, again, I'm, you know, it's been sad that Tacey Matthews, star, horse of the year, Pop Rocks, could not make the trip. But she's been running this little Palomino Stoli most of the most of the finals. She's five years old, and all I can say is that sitting next to a bulldogger, Oat wants to run Stoli by some steers, 
And so, so <laughs> well, I don't um, can imagine <laughs> as my as my old dad, who's a you know horse doctor and and cowboy. He's like, a good horse is a good horse. And I promise you, just as the pickup horse of the year that Tyler Craft owns, Baby, um, is a head horse and a barrel horse, Stoli could be every kind of horse that you could want. So, but Cassie Mowry, we already pointed out that she, the last couple of years, has gone to 20-something rodeos to be here. The horse she's riding here, Force the Goodbye, she, that's the registered name, Force the Goodbye. She calls him Jarvis. This is his third rodeo ever. She's a, well, what's interesting about her, if you read up, she wins all of derbies, futurities, like yep. this rodeo's one right. of multiple platforms that she focuses on. Right. So, and two in a row for her. Um, but again, it, they're still doing the same thing, right? It's just here at a rodeo. And they're, they just, she knows what she's doing and yeah. a trainer. It's interesting to me. I think that I have a little bit more, it's not fair to say respect, but I, I root for those people that are riding a horse they trained. It's, it's I mean, very cool. That, you know, that they, that they trained and there's nothing against those that are getting on someone else's horse. I'm not right. But still it's, it's just a little bit of a, of a more silver feather for me. Yep. If that's happening. Yeah. It's, it's very, very cool. And like, it's been so interesting. Chongo, Emily Beisel's Chongo has been an absolute stud, not literally, but a stud at the NFR, and she's won so many go-rounds on him. And Liza, her mare, has stepped up. You know, of course, she won Sioux Falls on Liza, but um, she rode Chongo, who's usually her go-to at the NFR, in the first round and the ninth round and hit barrels both, both of those rounds. I would bet just about anything that she'll be back on Liza tonight, but but when you also have, you know, more than one layer in your in your herd, and 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 we saw it with with Brittany Posey Tanazi on Wednesday when there's a double header, bringing in Birdie, giving Benny, you know, the morning off. So that, and so Benny's made nine runs. She'll be back on Benny again tonight. But she has now placed in all but one round, I think, yep. and is dominating the average and has already won the world. So, and we also got a. If I saw the graphic right, and I did not look this up, but I'm pretty sure Lisa Lockhart, either last night or with money tonight, is, is an all-time that, top earner. You're, you're right. So last night, Lisa and Levy strike again for some good money. She passed Sherry Servey on the all-time earnings list. And, and there's like this trio of the ultimate elite, right? And so so now the order is... and they. These are the only three that are over $3 million in earnings. But, but now Lisa just moved to number one in all-time barrel racing career earnings. So she's number one, Sherry's number two, and Brittany's number three. And so also, if Brittany is 14, 16 or faster, she's going to set a new NFR average record tonight. And so and the odds are excellent. Oh, also, Brittany took the lead in the Top Gun. She passed Kai Hamilton, who bucked off last night. Oh. So there's that also. And, I mean, she's got the commanding lead in the average set to make commanding. set a record. But uh, on the Top Gun, to be clear, you don't get a free truck. You get a $20,000 voucher um, toward a new truck. That buys the tires and the rims. For real? Okay. Well, there you go. 20000 on a $80,000 truck. Cool. Better than nothing. Absolutely. Now, here's what's interesting for me with Lisa. That kind of career success and no world champion 
Isn't that interesting? That speaks of her consistency like none other. It does. And I hope she... I hope she keeps with it. I'd love to see her have that gold sometime. I'm sure there's millions that would. But I, I, I did not realize that till last night. And I was like, wow, to be in the top three and not have the big buckle, right? I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's really, amazing. it is. Because Sherry's got four. And now is this going to be three? This is three for Brittany. So it, it, that is. And also, Lisa's the nicest. She's so, she's so gracious and happy for everyone. She's always smiling. And she's like, she works so hard, as do they all. They're out there morning till after sundown. Again, I'm not, but everybody wants to say hi to Lisa, right? She's such, her good humanness just pours out and it's so organic and authentic and you don't have to wonder if she means it when she says, what can I do to help you? She's very happy to cheer for. She's great. And she's the first one to congratulate and hug Brittany for her gold buckle. You know, that's just who she is. She's top gun for sure. Okay, so in the bull riding, we have the veteran, 89 points for Jeff Askey on Salt River's belly dump. Jeff Askey is the oldest bull rider here. He's 35, and I think he's got four years over the next, you know, the next oldest or something he's like that. Definitely the veteran in the locker room. But but so so what we what we know um, from seeing some of the fun videos that we get to see um, outside of the arena is like. In the locker room, in the in the bull riders locker room, Jeff Askey is sitting there with the with the same look on his face when this I don't even know what you call this crazy music these kids listen to, but anyway, the same kind of look on his face as Tim O'Connell has in the bareback riding locker room when uh, Jaco Roper is in charge of the jukebox, for example, <laughs> right? So, so it's and Jeff Askey, he's had a hip replacement. And come back from that. I mean, that's, you know, 35 years old for a bull rider, and you've had your hip replaced, and you're taking a victory lap at the NFR. It's pretty pretty cool. Good to see him take some money home. You want these guys to take something home, right, with them. So good to see. But when we're looking, so we, we've got we to gotta look at this. Um, the average, Kai Hamilton, 514 on six. He's ridden six out of nine. And Sage with a 437 on five. So... It looks to me like nobody's taken the big buckle from Kai. Well, and there was a really scary thing happened last night with Kai. Um, The bull went down in the front, and when he got up, he caught Kai under his left, like, free arm with his head. Yeah, he rocked him over, right over his head. It scared me. Like, I was hoping, you know, his shoulder was okay, whatever. Um, The Justin Sports Medicine Report did say, basically, he, he, I mean, Kai was hurting last night, but it was an aggravation of that broken rib. You know, back from round, which round? Round five? The the helicopter knockout. The helicopter, yeah. So, protocol. Um, anyway, if Kai Hamilton pulls this one off, this is going to be one for his grandchildren. Because um, if I had to predict with the amount of adrenaline and what he showed that morning, yeah, he'll, he'll be nothing but spades tonight. Right. right, and then right. deal with it after. Right. Now, it, I did. I thought the same thing. He just reagged. If you've ever had a broken rib, you can't sneeze without right. wetting yourself. Right, right. These guys are getting on bulls, and then he takes a head to the same area. Right, and you could tell 
Now, what worried me at first, and I saw Tandy trailing him. Well, we all know about ribs, right? Yes. And history. Yes. I saw, and I'm, that's all I'm thinking when he's heading up that. Let's tunnel. just say it. We're talking Lane Frost, Lane, right? Yeah. Right. And when you Pierced see a his guy heart with a broken walk, rib. walk, walk, and then go down in the tunnel, my right. heart just right. panicked. Right. And, and maybe that's not needed, but it's still, it scares the daylight. You can't away. help it, especially if it's sort of like PTSD for those of us who've seen things like Lane Frost die yep. in front of our eyes. And yep. so, yep. Um, for I'm sure. I'm glad it's just aggravated. Yeah, Not that's what they're saying. It, it wasn't like it displaced it or cracked it in half or anything like that. But, I mean, the pain. Um, yeah. Well, anyway. that was that's our wrap-up. So we will, um, we, we're arguing about this, us two, um, us three, but really us two. So Kendra would like us to do a wrap-up of the NFR next week. If you want us to do a wrap-up, because Tommy Gell wants to take off until the first of the year. Suck it up. So if you're a no-spinner and you want us to do a wrap-up, I will commit. If there's, if there's, I will jump on your bandwagon if some no-spinners reach out and say, we need this last wrap-up. But in that, um, so there's, it, that's debatable on what we're going to do here. I do want to, Dan Shaw, who's the chairman of the Utah Days of 47, I've been wanting to get this in for, for 10 rounds. Um, he's the he's on the Henderson City Council, um, so he's very well connected. And I thought this was interesting for us NFR people that are here. There's a couple interesting things that are happening in Vegas. One is they've approved, and there will be a high speed rail, two hours from LA here, and back. So two hours one way. So what a way to come to the NFR if you can jump on a train. It's cool, but. I don't know how many NFR fans live in L.A. It's the only thing. Like, I live hours from L.A., so, it, like, it won't it help somebody like me. But, some I mean, it's super cool that that's going to happen because it'll, if nothing else, it'll help with the traffic for all the rest of us. And if you were wondering about the construction on I-15, I have a date of completion. So, it should be done in 2035. So, oh, so about as long as the NFR is <laughs> scheduled to run out. So that's as long as the contract extension. And the other cool thing is, um, as Vegas is showing their due, the the A's baseball team are moving to Vegas. New stadium to be built for the A's. Um, so those are kind of big things. That's kind that, of a big deal for me as a girl who grew up going to A's games with my grandparents. Yeah, so they're coming here, and they'll they'll have the Raiders and the A's here in Vegas. Oakland lost everything. Yeah, well, have you been to Oakland? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sorry. I and know. listen, it's it's proven now. If you look at that bridge, right, for the NFL games, this is a perfect place if you're a fan that doesn't live right in the home seat of, a, of, a, of, your, of your favorite team. You come to Vegas for two days. You stay in the hotel. You walk across the bridge. You experience it. They, they've got a model here that's working. Yeah, you get working. your money's worth in 24 hours in Vegas. That's for sure. That is good. Well, So I wanted to just take one chance and ask both of you, all three of us. I'd like you to pick, and you can think about it, a moment in the last 14 days that we've, both, we've all been here in Vegas. A moment... And it could be anything. It could have been in the Thomas and Mac. It could have been at the Shake Shack. A moment that you will carry home with you and think about when you're on your way home as you're reminiscing from the NFR. Greg, let's start with you. 
I had two that kind of stick with me. Um, the first one was the breakaway. The second round, or the second day of the breakaway, just the amount the the girls just roping their hearts out and the one sevens and it was just a it was a good show to be part of. Um, the other thing was when your brother got his uh, you know announcer of the year and just the being part of the you know the inside of that and seeing how you reacted to it and the way he handled it it was just it was it was th- I was thankful to be part of that. Cool. I'd love to to name two also, but to to comment on yours, the breakaway. I was there that day on the second day of the breakaway finals to to cover that, and and it ended up doing. I ended up doing a pivot instead of covering. You know, Shelby Boisley Medja winning her first finals ended up. You know, breaking the fact that there was a live shooter on the UNLV campus. And by the way, Shelby's getting ready to rope, at, you know, the second day for a gold buckle and her husband's on lockdown at grand entry practice over at the Thomas and Mac. And there were some, you know, scary moments. Like she was saying yesterday that she and Cheyenne Guillory, who won the average at the breakaway finals, they were like, they huddled praying that Haven would be okay over there. So there's that. So, so my, my two, I think most, most special moments for me, um, one is that my son Lane and his wife Jane brought my first grandbaby Charlie girl over here just so just beautiful. to go to the Wednesday morning performance, and I got to take my granddaughter at my thirty seventh NFR. I got to take her down to the press room, and and she got to meet people like Dusty Tuckness, you know, and and um, you know the pickup man, and and some of my cowboy friends, you know, held her and. You know, she was checking out the jewelry on uh, Kennedy Riggs, Miss Rodeo America. That was really, really fun. And then on the on the most, you know, heart wrenching moment or whatever was the morning at one thirty eight in the morning that that I get awakened by a text. The light and a you know I turn the ringer off, but the light from a text wakes me up, and it's the picture from from the UMC Trauma Center of JB Mooney. Stetson Wright and Dusty Technus in in that room with Kai Hamilton, who had little probes all over his, you know, he was didn't have anything and no shirt on or whatever. But those guys huddling up over, you know, being there for him, and then and then the next morning when Kai rides his bull, and the first thing he does is walk over, and and touch Technus. Yep. Right over, you know, where his heart beats. Yep. The, that, that, that's the one for me. Well, you guys kind of, those were good. You kind of stole my two. So I had two also. One was when I got the call from Chase, my son, in the fan zone that, Dad, there's an active shooter here. What do we do? I, same thing, right? I, uh, I praise God that um, they were safe. And so I was scared to death. And um, that was one. And then, so in, I, I produced the awards banquet. And I intentionally will not allow the PRCA to give me the winners, even though I produce it. And I tell them, I don't want to know, because I can't tell you since I've started producing it, how many of these folks call me and go, should we buy a ticket? We don't know if we want to come. Nah, nah, nah. And I want to be able to look them in the eye and say, I don't know. So with a little background on this, last year, Anthony says, 
Do Your you, brother. Yeah, my brother, Anthony Lucia. He was nominated last year. And again, I didn't know. And he said, do you think I'm going to win? And I said, no. <laughs> Just like that. I said, this is your first time to be nominated. You're, you're one of the younger guys in the game. It doesn't work that way here, politically, frankly, right? Um, sometimes people win because they've been there the longest or they're the most recognizable name in the vote. So again, he's nominated this year, and he knows not to ask me, right? Um, and I had the same mindset. He's, he's, it's not Anthony, like in my head, right? And I'm standing behind there calling the show, and calling, Greg was on call with me, calling the next feature, you know, next thing that we got to do, because you're a couple ahead. And they announce it, and Greg probably heard me say on the comm, oh my God. Right? I was, and tears start going, and very, very proud of Anthony. And just like you said with Rocker, Anthony works his butt off all the time. And he loves this sport more. Like I would, I would match him with you, Kendra, on just sheer passion about every part of this. Um, and so Anthony winning announcer of the year and, you know, thank God that, you know, I pray for the three that were tragedies in that shooting. And I'm very, very thankful, right. That it didn't spread further and there wasn't more loss of life. So those were my two moments. It was handled incredibly and on a politically incorrect. I don't know if this is a comment or a question, but because I'm thinking it, I have to say it. It is curious to me that in recent years, the announcer of the year is not announcing the NFR. Just saying. Well, remember, um, remember that the NFRC, there's a committee that this is a rodeo that pays the prize money. Like the Las Vegas, they're the committee. They put the prize money up. The PRCA doesn't. So they decide who they want um, as personnel. And that's why I think that some of these positions at the NFR where they get buckles and stuff that are, are voted, right, and they're put in there, like the pickup men and things like that. And then there's some positions that the committee decides. Now, I, I, will, I will, I'm just going to say it. You know, it's their choice. That doesn't always mean... I, I don't agree that they always have the best people in all the positions, but they have the best people for them, and that's fine. Yeah. But I, I think there's... Note taken and agree. Well, I mean... But it's their I'm, choice, you know. and that's the way it goes. And, that's almost and like that's, the crossfire that's with cool. Coleman Proctor. I would, I would also love to mention another family here that... So Josh Hilton worked the first... His first NFR as the Ham music... Bone. Hambone Hilton worked the first, his first NFR as a music man, and of huge note is the fact that his brother Andy, in a jumpsuit that says NFR and Preferred on the back of it, that looks like the coveralls my dad used as a as a horse vet my whole life. Um, he pushed every single calf and every single steer so that everybody would get the fairest possible out here in the timed events, and. Talk about a dirty job, but those two brothers brought a lot to this rodeo. Homegrown Iowa family, right? 
start start down at the bottom, been a part of that rodeo in Iowa right. forever, and have been around and willing to do whatever. Yes. And, and I don't know part. what Andy Hilton gets paid to push the cattle. I, I do know, because my son's roped here, that, that the, the, the team rippers, calf rubbers, and bulldoggers typically traditionally tip that person and Good. talk about important yeah. you know i hope i hope he's got a wad full of hunters you know yeah. so yeah. and so and i thought hambone did a great job on music you know and and that you know i i had a conversation with benji real quick you know, you're looking at a guy that was there for 20 something years and i think you know, it's always hard. It's hard, right? If you're not there, just like you talked about the guys that aren't here, you know, experiencing that. And my, my comment to Benji is that takes nothing away from what you are and what you've been, right? You know, it, it, don't, uh, he's fan, he's, Benji's great. One of the best ever. So is Hambone. Um, you know, I, I think there's four guys and from the music perspective we have that are, definitely talented enough to be at the NFR and equally so with announcers. I show, I'm starting to show my age also on the music because I listen to a lot of it. And for years I would watch the old timers and laugh because they'd bring like earplugs and stuff because the music is so loud. And as we keep evolving with the music, I don't even know what to call the music is that they play like in those locker rooms. I don't even know what it is, but I'm, I'm like classic rock and roll. I'm showing my age, but, um, well, me too. And and Hambone's style is, he. he I, I say he's a little heavier. It's a little more steel. But that's a little more what it's, current players like. And it's different for me. It's different. And it's hard as a producer, right? You have to evolve into stuff that... We keep evolving, but... Right? And you, it, so it's hard, but it's different. But that doesn't mean it's bad. Right. And by the way, every little step that we as a group take towards embracing our heritage and experiencing the future is growth. Both right. growing and preserving at the same time. Right. Hard to do. And it's always impossible to make everybody happy on every single tiny detail. But, but as long as we keep raising the rodeo bar for the sport, um, you know, keep those payoffs going up and keep doing, you know, the people that keep track of that performance to the second and then those pre and post production meetings, like it is, it is yeah, I, the well oiled machine that is this rodeo is is like none other. And I, and hats off, to Alan Reheimer, the GM, their staff and crew. I was just when you were saying that, I'm like, I should shout out those all of them all the way. You know, we brag on Randy the Dirt guy, but Alan manages everybody and every piece, every single piece of this thing is at a level of Super Bowl. Sorry. But it is. It's done right. It's done well. It's well managed. The, and by the way, the 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 attitudes and culture are great out there, which I like too. I like seeing people that are happy to be there, right? And that feel like they're managed in that they have the ability to Go out there and do it, and Alan does that with them. So great! Well, job it's a everybody. privilege for all of us to be a part of this, and you know, to get to, you know, be down in those tunnels and and to pass the contestants and the stock contractors, and you know, there are the things that's like, 
I walked the first day every year when I walk down that tunnel that, that goes, you know, the hallways, you go from the press room and around the hallway, around the corner, there's the stock contractor's room. Then you turn the corner, you pass the Justin Sports Medicine room. And when I walk down that little tunnel that leads to the, to the back of the rough stock chutes, the buck and chutes, you know, I see that stretcher sitting there, which is always sort of haunting to me that it's right there where it's, you know, where they position it. And, and I see that trash can, and all I can think is, is that's the trash can that for all those years, bullfighting great Joe Baumgartner before the bull riding every single night would stop and puke in that trash can <laughs> yeah. before he ran into that arena every no single bee. night. And these are the flashbacks <laughs> that, are, that are special, but, but the access we have is, is, is just to be absolutely treasured, and I'm so grateful. I am grateful, and I would be amiss if I didn't shout out to my Piranha team, you know, Greg Teagarden, who sits there. This isn't all that he does. He, um, we've done six different events, including the fan zone. Oh, look at her. Putting her, putting her uh, that's for you. That's one of your oh, gifts. It's for Oat, actually. Oh. I don't know that it'll fit his log, but any oh, head. head. Um, anyway, shout out to Greg. Does eight or ten things. Shout out to my team, Rusty Bradbury, Tyson. Um, all of all of my team, Andy Jensen, Jamie Brown. Um, between you guys are the twenty four seven. Yeah, between World Series and PRCA Fan Zone out front, and all the the breakaway and the awards banquets. Hats off to the Piranha team. And oh, thank you for the VIP treatment given to these contestants, wives, moms, girlfriends at the back number ceremony. Not to be overshadowed by every single thousand and. 58 things that you've done here this week but that was so appreciated they're they're grateful and we're hoping that that's a new long-standing tradition tip tip of the yep. airborne to you yep. you betcha well that's it for us here at live in vegas thank you all for joining us she's cool he's cooler <laughs> i'm tommy joe y'all be blessed remember what christmas is all about there was a baby jesus that came for us y'all enjoy the holidays kiss the ones you love we'll see you maybe in a week, you better let us know. That's it for No Spin Rodeo. Thank you.